Hey everyone! Before we get started, I just want to let you know that your input can directly make our shows better. One of the biggest ways to support your favorite shows here is by rating and commenting on iTunes. All of our shows are available in Apple Podcasts form on iTunes, and all you have to do is search for AfterBuzz and your favorite show title. Once you're there, leave the show a rating and a comment on why you like the show or any comments you have for the hosts. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to continue to bring you the best shows we possibly can. Hello, friend. Do not delete this episode of the AfterBuzz TV Mr. Robot After Show. Come join us. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Yeah. We're just gonna bounce around. Welcome, everyone, to the AfterBuzz TV coverage of Mr. Robot Season Three, Episode Eight. I'm your host, Steve Kaufman. You can find me on Twitter at Steve Kaufman. That is K A U F. M-A-N-N. I like to do the somber tone that I do in the cold open, but sometimes... <laughs> and the then get so- hype. But sometimes the song makes me so hype that I just have to find the middle ground, which is just my regular voice. But I'm not alone, guys. Yeah. Leslie does. Hi, everyone. I am Leslie. You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at Leslie the Face, And we've got a new person here with us today. Hey, how's it going? Now, Steve, now you know I'm usually hyped up because I do a lot of sports stuff with I'm you. I'm aware. But I'm following your lead here because you're the lead host, so I'm going to just introduce myself as... Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me there. What's I like it because this show is about being like dramatic and tense, but then also yeah. randomly getting hype. Yeah. Yes, it's that perfect. is true. Good yeah. point. I think I think I showed a lot of range in the first two minutes of this video. I really did. Absolutely. I've never seen this side of you, and I like it. <laughs> I like it too. Oh wow. Is this real life? I think it is. Alright. So <laughs> did you guys get the email I sent you? Actually, I sent it to a trusted person. <laughs> that sent it to us? That would send it right. to you in the event you needed it to be sent to you, much like Trenton did. Was it about this phenomenal episode? It was. I have to say, you guys, I loved this episode. I feel like I keep saying this. I think it was my favorite one this season. It, I Ooh. feel like it keeps beating out. There was so much heart to it. And I know some people you know, online were like some of the tropes of like the young person you know, helping... Um, an older one finding his way has been done but I just I felt like this episode had so much heart and warmth and it just made me so happy I loved it so much I, uh, putting that out there it's well amazing. especially after the episode yeah. before this that was literally such bleakness bleakness to the point of like this was needed because it was really needed to just have like as uh, this is about as fun outside of the sitcom episode we got last season mm-hmm. this is about as fun as this show gets it's like delicious, warm, hot chocolate filling my heart up. Oh wow! <laughs> wow. I mean, I think I was actually sad for Elliot for most of the ep- uh, episode, so I didn't have this happy-go-lucky. Attitude. But then it ends so it just it ends it in did. such a great place, it and does. I'm so happy for Elliot because I feel like he is back to mm-hmm. like you know episode one vigilante. I've got a mission. I'm doing it, Elliot, and I love it. I love it too. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna start where they ended. Okay. Which is he gets Trenton's email. Mm-hmm. He gets the email from Trenton, and he finds out that there's an encryption key that not Mobley, Romero. That right. Romero on the day of the five nine hack. So on probably five eight, he created encryption keys that would allow you to go in and fix everything. Mm-hmm. In very layman's terms, <laughs> that's what it was. And the reason I know it this simplistic this simplistically is. If you got that equine perk today, that's what it was. Okay. It was a brief message from the writer's room and, like, 
about a 90 second to two minute scene where it's Darlene and it's Darlene and Elliot talking specifically about what what's about to go down. Okay, cool. Like a, a kind of an exposition-y scene that kind of goes into what I just said. And the more I think about it, the more I think that's kind of a spoiler. So it was a big... Which is good we air so close to the actual <laughs> show. <laughs> like, that it, that's all right. This was a big question that was kind of left looming at the end of the last episode, um, who she sent it to. And I guess, you know, we got that answer of it being Elliot. And I loved it because also by the end of this episode, he's in a better place. And I feel like he's ready now if he might have opened the email a few days Prior and he was just in this dark place. He might have just not. Well, in that completely in that completely dark, nothing matters place. Yeah. That's not where you don't want to read a call to action email when mm-hmm. you think nothing's going to matter. So I think it was super helpful. He goes through this journey with Muhammad. I do have to point out a theory that while a, like not a not so wild theory that exists on the internet by now, which is the email actually went to Muhammad, and then he sent it to him. The instructions were to vet. The, the instructions were to vet or otherwise flip Elliot to a place that he's actually happy with. He's actually happy with life, and really? then send the email to him. That's a theory. That. That's, a stretch. that's a bit of a stretch yeah, for a, stretch. a small child. Yeah, uh, that kid was not that cool. He was pretty smart. <laughs> no, he was smart. But I get what you're saying, but that's that's a lot of responsibility put on a kid. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't know if I buy into that. Um, maybe, maybe putting it out there. It's, it's yeah. It I can makes see sense it maybe like you know send it to my friend Elliot and maybe the Muhammad had it until after their interaction. I don't know, but the whole like trying to flip them—that's like I don't yeah, know if I could that, do that as a grown person. Yeah, I don't. Mm. I don't think so either. And especially because Elliot's so unstable, you're gonna yeah. have a little kid do that. I, I don't. I don't subscribe to that theory at all. That's fair. Let us know in the chat um, how yes, we chat. feel about. Yes. But it was really cool seeing that email because it felt like, I don't know, to me it felt like the hologram of Princess Leia when she's just like, you're our only hope. It was like that last, Mm. you know, message and void to get us back on track to defeat the evil empire. I was kind of hoping that he would just turn back into that, you said he was going to turn back into that vigilante, but like kind of taking down E-Corp, it seems like he's still trying to like do good. Yeah. I kind of want to see the opposite. I kind of want to see him like try to do another hack and like take down but that doesn't good. work. But like we've seen it. I, we have, next but like, season when we when he. I get but that. But he has to undo I, what he I, did. I still think they actually might be taking it that taking it there. Like mm-hmm. maybe he tries to like make this right and rectify the situation. But I don't know. I, I kind of like that Elliot better. I don't know why. Or the Mister Robot version of Elliot. I think the show's more interesting when it's like that. Also, I think the show has backed off a little on Mister Robot. Yeah. Specifically because they don't want us. They kind of want to mis- misdirect us to the fact. The Mr. Robot and Elliot are actually have similar motives at this point. Yeah. They both want to, they both, if they could, want to undo the, what they did because they realize their revolution was co-opted by a corporation. Right. Mm-hmm. So that regardless of how they're usually at ends, Mr. Robot and Elliot are actually on the same page. I mean, they always have been since day one. The only difference was their tactics to approach it and that's yeah. always been a source of conflict and that just amplified with all of this, you know, collateral damage. But they've always been like a believer in what they, in the initial goal of what they were trying to do. Yeah, I'm, I buy that. So like, yeah. I think that's part of why we're not seeing a lot of robot and I think that, I think that's part of why next week is going to be a lot like a massive plot movement because the two of them together are able to undo this hack mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that'll be just fascinating to watch what, you know what else is fascinating to watch what all three back to the futures <laughs> do you want to know what would turn a kid off from the back to the future franchise starting at two <laughs> <laughs> elliot 
You're trying to you're trying to explain to this kid that Back to the Future is the best thing you could possibly ever watch. And you start at two. Mistake. Look at me. I've actually never seen any of the Back to the Future. What? Um <laughs> So it's been fun. What's going on? Nice having you on the panel, Josh. You may see your way out. (laughs) I mean, the first one is a classic. Like, that one. And they play that one on TV all the time. How? Have you never seen it? I never. I know it's a classic. I just... um, It's fun. It's a fun movie. I think think we need to schedule a watch along. I think that's necessary. I'm down. Yeah. Yeah. I might have to wait until October 21st of (laughs) next year. But I think that's definitely... Because October 21st, 2015 specifically is Back to the Future Day. Because right. in Back to the Future 2, which I do understand that's why. Well, technically, October 21st is the day they're always traveling to and from. I think it's a glitch in the flux capacitor. Other think it's a other think it's a much greater meaning, and I think that's partly what this show likes to do. <laughs> and they even play on that a little. I I like this a lot, that they're playing a lot on the fan service. I don't want to call it fan service, but they're playing a lot on all of us that are saying like it's probably time travel. It might be time travel. They're hinting at time travel. It's oh, not time travel. I feel like I, I'm really against that idea now, but I think they still want to play with it yeah. and sort of just be like, oh, you know, this is what you guys thought. Huh? Let me continue to drop hints, but totally misdirecting us. Um, yeah. yeah, that and the parallel universe theory. That I don't know if you read that one. Oh, I'm very familiar yeah, with Yeah, those, those ones I'm not really I'm not um, subscribing to. Oh, I've, I've graduated, to those who listen to this show, they know I've graduated to the Mandela Effect Theory. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> but specifically, not the Parallel Universe Mandela Effect Theory, but the Simulation. Mandela... But the, um, the False Memory Mandela Effect Theory. Right. That someone could destroy... If someone could destroy all the information and then implant a false memory, that you'd have no way of checking yourself. And that's what, what I think White Rose is doing. But I should have said that. But you still entertain the thought of this being a simulation. I'm right. also entertaining that. I, I'm i somewhere in between. I think White Rose's building has built a small level simulation mm-hmm. that sometimes we're seeing. Okay. That's where I am. All right, cool. Interesting. That, but White Rose is trying to build a full-fledged simulation and literally be... And literally, it's the Matrix from that point. Okay. And then everyone would be happy because everyone's in their pod living their living what they think is their best life. Slaves. Yep. I mean, I don't know if they'll be happy. No, um, but... So this episode... Almost felt like it could have been, and I saw this online too, like a movie in its own. Um, just like the way they started with the story at the beginning, and then just this over arc. And I love that this show is so good at like take like just taking an episode that feels so different from everything else, yeah. and still making it work within the context of the storyline. Um, and and so yeah, so obviously in the very beginning of the episode, Elliot's very dark, and even though it's never explicitly said, he's going to kill himself. That's the plan. Yeah. And, right. right. Yeah. And so by the end of the episode, um, his his like day long interaction with Mobley's brother um, just sort of, I don't know, maybe it gives him enough hope, or it's changed his sentiment enough that he's like, you know what, I don't have to do this. Am I the only one thought he was imaginary for a little bit, like half the episode? No, no, I, I, no, I, that I thought was that for okay. That when felt. they were in the movies, and then he turns around and he looks and he's gone. I thought that. Well, especially the way this the way this show works. Um, do we have anything else to talk about Muhammad? Like, we'll probably circle back to him before, because while we're talking about movies, we should probably get into, we should probably get into. So many tearjerker moments, but I'll come back to those. We should probably get into Mr. Robot and Elliot. Okay. Going to the movies. That's how the show opens. That's how the the show opens. Um, they're debating, they're debating between two different movies, and do we think this is how his dad dies? I don't think so. It's so tough. 
I think that that scene in itself just showed how Elliot really is such an unreliable narrator because so many things that happen in that scene contradict his earlier um, recollection mm-hmm. of what's happened. You know, he he said, my dad never talked to me after, you know, the whole pushing or falling, yeah. so I don't know, out the window thing. And then um, and then he, he was so mad at me after that. But in this scene, you saw his father just genuinely trying to win his son back. He was really, like, you know, apologetic. And Elliot was the cold one. Mm-hmm. Really cold. Like, took his jacket and went inside. Like, that was ridiculous. Well, and yeah. was, it, was that a different kid? Is that a different kid? It didn't look like the Elliot from like previous, like little he Elliot. Looks different, like he did a look lot different. different. And and it's not like Elliot aged to the point where he would look different or that dramatically different. So I don't know if that was some, done purposely. You know, sometimes maybe young actors. But this show out. can get away with it now yeah. because of um, un, unfamiliar memories. But to that True. point of him being cold and him taking, so his dad has a heart attack, I mm-hmm. guess, and or, then passes out. Well, he, Something happens. Well, his dad had he collapses. Well, his dad had cancer. They were talking about the cancer in that scene. Also, uh, Dillaman8, who does some decent sleuthing for us, he was in the chat and he just mentioned that Cara I'm not going to pronounce that name correctly, but Cara Adana confirmed that this was the actual canon death of Elliot's father. Okay. Okay. Even then, I'm kind of going to take that with a grain of salt just because of the nature of this show. And also, he could have manifested. Mr. Robot slash his father at any point. Well, the whole scene kind of hints at the fact that is maybe that's the moment Mr. Robot even began because you said he was very cold. He walked away. Right. But what if the little boy saw his dad walk with him into the movie theater and he didn't even realize his dad's laying there on the floor. They're just going to but see that's, a movie. That, that's an actual true moment we watched from our perspective. From, from an objective perspective. Whereas reality, in reality, he manifested his father, yeah. forgot that his father fainted in a public place, or, and or just walked into a movie yeah. with him. Or maybe yeah. that was his first illusion. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, maybe, maybe that's saying, the yeah. first time he starts, yeah. maybe Mr. Robot has been with him ever since then. Yeah. You're right. That I could buy that, that, and that would explain why he has the jacket, and other, that whole scene was kind of heartbreaking. The side so, note, yeah. um... Them putting um, the M&M's in the popcorn. Have you guys ever done that? I absolutely do that. No, I have never done that. Have you ever done that? And no. I, now I'm like, I really want to do it. No, that's, made it that is so wonderful. Cool. Um, specifically peanut butter M&M's. Ooh. Okay. You got to do peanut butter M&M's because then it, you're not just melting chocolate. You're melting chocolate and peanut butter in a candy-coated shell. I actually meant to get some. Is that why it's good? Because it melts in there? Yes. That's okay. It. Okay. Because you get like you get piping hot popcorn and then you pour. Uh, some people do milk duds uh, or snow caps. Okay, okay. Or, um, and it melts. Ooh. Or um, what you call it? What, what are the what are the movie mints? The the chocolate minty things. Mm, I know uh, what you mint, mean. I forgot what they're the, called. The, the, not the bonbon. Mil- no. Mint duds. They're not mint duds, but they're essentially like milk duds, but they're mints. Oh, junior mints. Junior mints. Thank Got you. It. Like yeah. some people do junior mints. I worked at a movie theater, guys. I know all the. <laughs> <laughs> You're the pro here. Um, but yeah, so that scene was, you know. It was revealing and sort of disturbing on so many levels because either, you know, little boy Elliot is a sociopath who doesn't care that his dad just died or might have just mm-hmm. died or he's already delusioning his father. Definitely. Um, we should just get take a quick straw poll among us. Did he... Was this his first delusion and his father was already dead? Or was this the turn to the very first delusion and his father died in that moment? I, I think that was the turn. I think his father actually died. I think, yeah. I think it was his first illusion. I don't think he died in the movie theater. Really? Yeah. I don't think so at all. Because if he died in the... Listen, 
up until this, I guess, sequence, he, he was always like pretty sad about his father. You never saw frustration from Elliot. Like Elliot was cold even before his father had that heart. Whatever happened yeah. to him, he was really cold to his father. We didn't see that from a little Elliot. So for for that reason alone, I'm thinking that it was his first illusion, and he was venting his frustration of his father okay. dying. Okay, okay, I see thing. what you're saying. So I don't know. And then he had he took the jacket. Like if if your father collapsed like that, you're not taking a jacket and walking into a movie theater and then start talking to someone. Who's not even there? It just seemed like it was okay. his first illusion. Yeah. And then also that could serve to the point where maybe that's why this kid looks older and he looks yeah. different because he was older and at a different place in his life. Good point. There you go. Okay, so good teamwork. Know. Yes. Um, also, I still uh, think it was his first one, but I like both ideas. Also, uh, Lufsen in our chat is saying he could not have died there. He dies somewhere in May, according to his tombstone. Oh, tombstone. Oh, he, he died on um, five nine. Right? Isn't he, that his death? Yeah, I think so. I think his tombstone says May nine. Um, I'll take that. So then that debunks whoever said that that scene was canon, how he dies. Mandela effect. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which universe we talk in. Oh, wow. Okay. Are so you still, in, so many questions. Are you in White Rose's simulation where everything's off one day? Or are you, I'm, this show is fun because you don't know. Yeah. And they, like, they actively, it's like, it's all an illusion. You're really just supposed to care about the characters as they go through. Um, Dillo Man says, no, February 20th, 1995. Is that... The death, or is that? Uh, is Five Nine his birthday? I don't remember. I feel like Five Nine might have been his birthday. Okay. Let us know in the comments in the dates. chat where it's we are. Yeah. We're working through this. There are a lot of dates. There's a lot of stuff. I it could go either way. I don't want to. I don't want to beat the dead horse here. Yeah. I also. I also do want to point. I do want to point out the art design of this scene in particular. This this movie scene. Mm-hmm. That to be in a movie theater at any given day is kind of a like. It's kind of an awesome thing because if you say I'm at a movie theater on this day in 1995, it would be you can figure out it would be playing likely these four films, and then there'd be posters for a variety of yeah. these ten films, and then right. there'd be a trailer for these fifteen films. Mm-hmm. It's really a lot of fun to figure all that out, and I, they did a great job. I believe people are saying they saw a Casper, they saw a Casper. Yeah, um, yeah, I poster. saw that one. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they saw a casino, Dave. a casino poster, big, yeah. like all the. All the stuff that you can push, pl- you can push pause and kind of dive into. Let's get into this Angela Elliot business. Yes. So just like little Elliot was cold, mm. you know, with his father in the very beginning of the episode, you see Elliot and he, you know, Darlene comes and talks to him and tells him, you know, Angela's a hot mess, and he's just like, I don't care about her. I'm glad she's suffering. He was just so cold and just like. I think because he was ready to just say F it to everything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then by the end of it, you know, he sort of goes to her, and I feel like he forgives her, and that's that moment. I hope so. Yeah. And I think, especially going through what he was doing, mm-hmm. at this point in the episode, he was tying up loose ends, assuming he'd never be living again. But Angela wasn't even a loose end. Like, he was ready to die yeah. with that, with him just hating her, with the no, no resolution there. Okay, I, yeah. thought, I figured he was a seeking of resolution there. Well, that was after he decided not to yeah, kill himself. Well, then, yeah. yeah, I'm okay. But that scene though with them in the hallway was like one of the most beautiful shots ever. Yeah, it where was. They're both sitting, and you see Elliot in red, and she's like in this, like, what kind of tone was that? Like a green, or it was it was like a different, it but was, mm, I don't remember. I think it was dark. It was something like that. Yeah, it was like dark green. Um, that was just it was really, and she doesn't talk. They she just listens to him 
going on about how, like, when they were little, they used to play this game where they make wishes, and it didn't matter that none of them came true. It was the whole hopefulness mm-hmm. or just the act of them saying it out loud to each other that made it fun. And I don't know. It was a really good moment. I really loved it. I thought it was, like, very moving and at the same time very visually stunning. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I mean, it was – I think it was Elliot's way of connecting himself to just a relationship in general because he's so lonely, and I think sometimes he needs that just for himself. So not only was it for her, but I think it was for him just to connect with someone who he grew up with, who he still – he loves her, obviously. Yeah. So – and she needed it as well. I mean, she's been so distraught over everything. So <laughs> I mean, it was a yeah. nice scene. It was a nice scene. Yeah, it's a really good You're scene. You're part of yeah. the slaughter of, like, thousands and thousands of people. <laughs> She just has no biggie. No. I mean, she was. So, I mean, obviously, she didn't know the extent of everyone that's going to get hurt. But that's why Elliot was so mad at her at the beginning. He was just like, yeah, she should be suffering. But he, you know, was, I feel like he became the bigger person and forgave her. Why don't you think she opened the door? Think people were in there? Ooh. Think Price was in there? Ooh. Her, oh, wow. her daddy slash lover from another dimension because they were in the simulation place. <laughs> I think she's still just she was still very hurt and she probably couldn't face him um but you know obviously she still wanted to hear what he had to say do you think cisco was in there he's not dead r.i.p um too many conspiracy theories here's a good place to here's a good place to point it out because there's no dom in this episode ryan dilliman um who's very very active in our chat and on our twitter he found i believe it was a q a at a sag screening where Grace Gummer may have given out a spoiler to which she said something to the effect of the scene where I killed Cisco, and was immediately like, immediately, everyone else on the panel was like, yeah, 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 yeah trying to move her kind away of. from it, but it was said, and it was definitely hmm. said. I've seen the clip. The clip is on Twitter. How would that work? And wh- how how would Dom have killed Cisco? Yeah, she showed up late to the scene, right? That's what. We don't know. It's Unless she was, like, the person in the motorcycle who shot him no. and then pulls over and then gets to the scene. But that seems elaborate. Yeah, she I didn't. buy it. Unless that's not how Cisco died. She could have misspoke as well. Yeah. Um, but, someone in the chat mentioned that um, Angela had a bunch of extra locks on her door um, yeah. during that scene. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe she's also concerned for her own safety. Well, and... Yes, like, she's, physically. But also she created a world in which I think everyone should be more concerned for their own safety. Yeah. It looked a bit anarchic. That's a word. It looked like anarchy out there. That it was There was definitely something to be said about just... There yeah. was a 9 p.m. curfew. There were, like, soldiers in the yeah, street. Yeah, so that's been... In, that was, like, in the backdrop of the whole episode. Just, like, all of these sirens. And, yeah, like, it seems like they're in a police state. I want to say, though, I feel like I've noticed since the very beginning of this season that they were always mounds and bags of trash in front of everyone's apartment. Mm. And it was just there in the background. And in this episode in particular, when you're seeing like all of this crazy police action going on, all of these just bags of trash everywhere. And I feel like I still want, if anyone in the chat out there has a theory as to what all of the trash means, besides the fact that, you know, things are in chaos, I feel like they mean something. And then for the episode to have ended with him getting his trash back with Mr. Robot's jacket in it, I don't know. I that feel was, like there has to be something. Yeah. There's something about that. Also, also, am I the only one who was a little weirded out? Who was a little weirded out or unclear over what he gave his jacket up to? Were they buying trash to they, burn they, it? It was, it was confusing. Yeah, it was two e-coin. They were buying stuff for two e-coin. I don't know why, though. It, I think they were burning stuff. That's what it looked like, but I don't know they for what. They weren't burning stuff. Was it just this weird back back end goodwill? I don't... 
But they've been doing that all season. Ever since the hack, they, you, they've had scenes where, you know, Elliot's walking by and they're burning stuff. It's, that's been there throughout. Yeah. I guess they're I just buying, really, I guess they're buying trash to And maybe that's why it. all the trash bags are in front. Because burn it for what? Heat? Yeah. I guess. But then, I don't know. That's I was lost in this one, guys. Um, and then, I don't know if I remember correctly, but I thought they had started to burn the jacket. And then all of a sudden the jacket is just fine at the end of the episode. Because then it's a matter of why wouldn't they have burnt the jacket. Or did he just literally, again, make up this whole thing and he never donated the jacket. And right. It's just all this a big... And who's running that to the mm-hmm. point where, like, all right, well, we know this is Elliot, so we know where Elliot lives, and let's drop it off in front of his apartment while he's walking back to his apartment. It was it's like just... a boomerang. He sent it out there, and it just came back to him well, from the world. that's the poetic version that we're led to believe, that if sometimes, sometimes you make a choice you think is best for you, and you kind of sit in that choice for a minute, and the universe tells you that nah. that was the wrong choice. I mean... That's the poetic... <laughs> yeah. That's the poetic... Yeah version of this whole episode just symbolized by the jacket yeah this show makes us skeptics of the simplest of things <laughs> <laughs> we're like no nah, I mean yeah no nah, I don't understand anything of, I don't understand why they didn't burn that jacket and then they gave him that jacket back but they didn't give him that jacket back yeah is it the dark army but is it, it? That's what I thought. Like they know where he lives. Is he in the simulation in Zimbabwe? What is happening? <laughs> but my mind went to Dark Army. They know where he lives. They kind of need him to be Mister Robot at at certain points. Do they don't anymore? They? But is the jacket maybe. that important? It symbolizes something, and maybe they think he turns into Mister Robot or something. I don't know. I'm just throwing out possibilities. That's true. They don't. He, Elliot doesn't understand the Hulk like ability to turn between <laughs> Elliot and Mister Robot. So how would he? It's, so it's, how it's would the, the Dark Army? Booth. It's, 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 it's anything you think of. I don't know. It's, it, I don't know. I just found that weird. I found that really weird that the trash gets dropped off as he's entering his apartment. They know where he lives. I, I don't know. There's, it, there's no way that was poetic. I, well, I found it weird. Yeah. Life can be poetic like that sometimes. I don't know. Not that poetic. This show. <laughs> I mean, but sort of like taking out the trash in the beginning of the episode, you know, he kind of, he drops off his dog with a neighbor, which I know some people are still suspicious of. Um, he sort of makes up this fake story to Darlene that, oh, tomorrow we're going to watch all these movies. And like, it's like he's getting rid of all of the things in his life, like trash, you yeah. know, before he's about to go and, you know, end it all. Um, oh, I like that. And then there was this scene um, with him and the drug dealer, which was kind of... Um, it was an interesting, different, like a different character on the show. With that drug dealer character was fascinating, yes. yeah. that we haven't seen. Um, what'd you think? I thought that was a very interesting scene, and I wasn't sure if Elliot was going to get raped by the end of it. Right? <laughs> there was a whole was thing tense. going down. Yeah, yeah it, was, like, it was weird. Um, oh, something else I wanted to point out. How does Elliot know that drug dealer? He found him. He hacked Mobley's brother, and Mobley's brother was like doing backdoor deals with him. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. That was how it went down. And okay, okay. We didn't find out till later. I remember the there was a connection, but I was like, I don't remember what it was. Because he wanted Mobley to have a funeral that he could hang out in the very back of. Good for you, Elliot. <laughs> like, um, I'd like there to be a big room of people sobbing about my friend Mobley so I can hang out in the back with my hood up. Yeah. <laughs> Thank no, you, please. I mean, again, we're seeing the fallout of these two innocent people um, and just how it messed up their family um, with... Um, with Mobley, his brother didn't seem like he cared at all. And then with Trenton, you saw their family. And it was really sad, the scene with Elliot and um, her father and how, like, you know... And, again, it's probably what so many people face right now in America where they're just being target of, like, all this hostility and negativity mm-hmm, yeah. and people blaming them for all this violence that's not... It's not on them. Um, so that, that in itself, I thought that was um, just, like, a good also just, like, mirroring of 
our own society. Also, there's a bit of talk in our chat. Mm -hmm. Liberty Littman, I'm seeing. Where's the bullet scar? Where's the bullet scar in that scene where he took his shirt off? That's a great question. Like, that is true. I would have to freeze frame it again. And I'm sure Reddit has. He took off his shirt and there was no bullet scar. there's nothing there. So, like... You're talking timeline, you're talking this. Oh my goodness. Because, like, this is the kind of show, if a lesser show, a yeah. lesser, because a lesser show, you'd be like, well, maybe they, they just forgot. Now, Sand pays too much attention no, to detail. No, that's, that's intentional. It may or may not actually be revealed this wow. season or next week. I didn't even notice week, that. Or, like, whatever, but that is a thing. Good catch, our it's chat. It's just, like, on really good, like, medicine that, like, just evaporates scars. Fine. <laughs> 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 he know. held a flux capacitor. Oh, gosh. And then it retroactively healed his scars um history's critically acclaimed series <laughs> vikings will premiere has Speaking premiered with a two-hour season sorry sorry <laughs> there was a lot going down there uh history's critically acclaimed series vikings just premiered with a two-hour season premiere aired wednesday november 29th 9 p.m eastern and pacific season five begins with ivar the boneless asserting his leadership over the great heathen army with while lagertha Reigns as queen of Katagat? Yeah, Katagat. Well, thank you. Katagat. <laughs> Ivar's murder of his brother Sigurd sets the stage for a vicious battle to come as Ragnar's sons plot their next moves after avenging their father's death. Bjorn follows his destiny in the Mediterranean Sea, and Floki, who is suffering from the loss of his wife Helga, takes to the seas, submitting herself himself, sorry, to the will of the gods, this season is full of startling alliances and unbelievable betrayals as the Vikings set fight to rule the world. Really excited about that. That sounds crazy. And, and we've got an after show for that. We do we have do an have after, an after show. show here. And our engineer, Steve, that's his favorite show. Shout out to you, Steve. I know you like that show a lot. And <laughs> I'm excited about that. It is on history. It will be, I believe it said it's 10 weeks. Yeah. Let's go. Yes. Yeah. It was ten, uh, ten se- episode season. Season yeah. five, it's a ten episode season. So if it premiered on the 29th, it would be ten weeks from there. There we go. Because on Wednesdays, the Christmas and New Year's are on yeah. not Wednesdays. Gotta so have you're, something you're to watch during the holidays. You're all good. the other you shows are over. And then watch our after um, show for it. Yep. There you go. All Someone on the chat mentioned that the last time we saw Elliot in a drug environment, he was in a crack house, and that's when he got shot. And that whole thing was not real. So maybe the scene even with him and the drug dealer, you know, isn't real. Uh, I don't know if I'd buy that because then the whole episode, I mean, Muhammad meeting him at the yeah. beach while he's well, about no, to take. Well, no, I mean, maybe he just got the drugs another way, but. Oh, good I point. Mean, okay, okay. Good point. I'm not saying for sure, but there's okay, the, like, just like a reminder that last time. I don't you know. know. We're, we're bordering on St. Elsewhere in the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're bordering on, like, so it was all a snow globe? <laughs> what? <laughs> Josh, guys. <laughs> Good job, Steve. But that's, but that's a very, but that's a that's that's a trope that a show like this naturally dangles the line of a lot. I mean, that I'll if be- that if you can't rely what the narrator does, and you have to call back and retcon things that the viewer literally saw. And once again, this show does this masterfully. I'm just saying what? they always walk this line of. Right. How do things have stakes if what you, if you can't trust what you see? Right. Take it a step further. What if when Elliot's there in front of the beach sitting on the sand, what if he did kill himself and we don't see that and everything after this is just crazy. Anything is possible. That's the crazy thing. Like, you know? What you just said is an absolute possibility. It was all a dream. Um, <laughs> 
but yeah, so he's in Elliot's in the zone when uh, Muhammad like comes up to him and startles him because mm. he's about to, you know, yeah. I guess down the pills. Um, he startled me too. I was like, where did you come from, kid? Which is also like, I wanted to ask you guys, do you think that kind of lends to the theory of is was Muhammad real? Like, do you really think he just followed him that whole way and I, Elliot just does not notice? I'm having a hard time believing that. I am. I don't know what it is about it. I mean, the kid was, he was very bright, but I mean, I understand the theory why people think Trenton sent him. Because mm-hmm. he was he was just a little too smart and a little too calculated sometimes. I don't know. I mm-hmm. I, I thought he's a figment of Elliot's imagination, but I, I couldn't tell you. I, I I can't put my finger on what it is about him, but there's something there that we're just not seeing. I haven't seen anything about the kid other than the fact that no one else inter- other than the fact that no one else directly interacted with him, including his parents. Yeah, which is actually a pretty big deal. Yeah. And kind of a dead giveaway for this show? Well, when Elliot left the movie theater, I don't know if you remember, the guy working the concession stand, he's like, you see a little kid with a hoodie on? He's like, yeah, he went that way, or he bounced or something like that. That's the only yeah. thing I remember. I, yeah, that's actually the closest we can get. Yeah. I, I'm taking it at face value. Okay. That, he, that the kid actually lived and yeah. existed, and that the entire episode, if only because if this whole episode means nothing, then we're back to the dreary. I mean, it means something. That it we're was back to the dreariness of last week. For Elliot, it just could have been in his head. But no, I do think the kid was real. It's just okay. he, I don't. I, I still I'm still confused as to how he managed to like track Elliot, and he was very insistent on hanging out with him. But then also, um, I wanted to um, go back to the previous episode with um, with. Um, Oh, Trenton, where she was like, my brother must be freaking out, right? Yeah. And it was kind of like, could have easily been a throwaway line, but I actually feel like they were really close, and, you know, maybe him losing his sister, like, maybe he doesn't talk to his parents that much, maybe he doesn't have anyone else in the world, and that's why he really just stuck to Elliot, like, gum, because this was a connection to his sister. That's true, and then what he was saying, you know, I wish, if I was president, I would make everyone be nice to me, like, my heart kind of broke with that. You you tell that he he doesn't have many friends, people don't take him seriously, he's probably bullied. His name's Mohammed. I mean, also, also, I did like that. I did like that particular exchange because that's kind of pretty much Darth Vader, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Like Anakin said something very similar to the idea of like, I'll make them like me. Like, I'll make them be good is the is the pure where it's like that's ultimately authoritarian and it's hard yeah. to explain authoritarianism to, to a, a child right. so you'd be a dictator <laughs> what's that i loved that yeah. scene and elliot's reaction to that was great because i feel like typically an adult would have been like oh that's nice okay but elliot just calls him out he's like no that would make you a pretty bad leader <laughs> it was just like such a cute banter with them and again i feel like elliot's whole rami malik his face this whole Best. episode like layers and layers of Amazing. so much emotion that he was feeling it was just so good and just that scene itself um when he comes in okay so he runs away from the theater and he was he finds him at a mosque um and he they have this yelling back and forth almost like a son and a father which now elliot i feel like he's on the other end mm-hmm. of the with him and the um, relationship he had with his dad but like they have this argument and he was just like I wish you were dead and he yells so do I that was like such a powerful yeah. moment it was just like hit me hard I was like oh, I'm gonna fall on the floor crying right now do we want to get to Elliot and Darlene yeah we can do it yeah. Yeah. I, you guys don't seem excited to dive yeah. into this. Darlene's <laughs> actually my favorite character for those okay. I love okay. Darlene I love Darlene also the, the meme on the subreddit this week has been there's a lot of um, there's a lot of Dorothy Comparisons like who's Dorothy between Mobley Trenton, Darlene, and Elliot. That they're all that like Elliot right now, people are claiming Elliot is Dorothy and that Mobley is 
that Mobley is the um sorry that Mobley's the lion and then it goes like okay everyone's the, part you'll, of the you'll have to scroll the, the subreddit you'll have to scroll the subreddit there's four of oh them oh my goodness there's four of them Elliot has a dog it's a whole thing <laughs> oh my god it's kind of there Darlene actually doesn't fit into most of these comparisons no. wouldn't Elliot be Dorothy in the, in these comparing in these comparisons Elliot is Dorothy and Darlene's not I don't know necessarily in the, like I mean this is just someone's there's a lot of people I, I, ever people since people are talking Reddit ruined okay. season two for me because after the first episode I went and read it and they showed they basically debunked the whole like Elliot in prison theory oh, and it ruined the first sucks. half of season two for me so I just stay off Reddit no, now. No, that season two reveal I know some yeah, people said they that, saw it coming. I didn't so my mind yeah. was blown. I was like, oh, yeah, I wasn't sure if God. I would have eventually saw it coming, but I didn't see it coming after the first episode. I read that and I was like, yep. It I, did, I, I didn't see whole, it coming at all. It ruined the whole first half of the season for, for me and. So I'm staying off of those type of it's things. It's hard now. because sometimes you want to analyze <laughs> yeah. and overanalyze and hear what other people said, but you also don't want to ruin the experience. Right. Although I will say sometimes, sometimes subreddits on sometimes subreddits for a show with like secrets, if you will, like the people who have the right thing to say sometimes get completed shouted, completely shouted down. Yeah. There's a very famous example of the How I Met Your Mother subreddit two seasons before the finale, where somebody pretty much laid out exactly how the show was going to end mm-hmm. and had like a thousand downvotes. <laughs> Whereas, like everyone was like, that'd be terrible. Because it was Why a would terrible they ever idea. do that? We'll discuss later. <laughs> I thought that ending was perfect. Oh no! Oh, I can't like you right now. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on. Um, you wanted to talk about Darlene? Yeah, let's talk about Darlene. What do you? I think I don't she's trying have to have more to say. I, I want to keep talking about Muhammad. Then let's. I I just I just love that kid so much. And it, okay, so there was I promise like a thousand favorite moments with him. Even like when he drops him back off at the house and he's like, stay right here. And then Elliot could have easily left because he was trying to get rid of him all day. Yeah. And he comes back and he gives him a lollipop, a green one. I don't know what that means, but green. And then his face, mm. Elliot's face. It was just such a good scene. And it was like someone giving him such a little amount of kindness. And I feel like that's something Elliot hasn't experienced in who knows how long because even the people closest to him Angela Darlene you know he had felt betrayed by them recently so that like that small act of just being nice and showing someone warmness uh, that was great I, I agree he said yeah, it yeah like, you, you nailed that <laughs> you got that <laughs> good job so we talked I think we talked about everything yeah we pretty much I'm, I'm trying to think of like little uh, like we, we oh, nuggets in the episode so um do you guys think Sam Esmail likes the Martian or Hates the Martian because, like, there was a lot of shade at first, but then later, you know, Elliot's like, okay, fine, I'll take you to go see the Martian. So I was just like, what's he trying to tell us? I just thought that whole little bit was really funny. Um, I, I, I think he hates the Martian. I, I think, think he, I, I, Sam <laughs> speaks through Elliot sometimes, and I think. You mean Golden Globe winner for best comedy, The Martian? Yeah, I think so. The, Did it win? It, I know it was nominated. It was definitely nominated. I feel like it won. Oh my gosh. I feel like it. I'm like 80% like certain the that it won. I thought it was okay. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't amazing, but I liked it. I have never seen The Martian. Okay, you you need <laughs> to sorry, go. Guys. You need to go back. I'll be, go watch listen, movies. I'll be honestly, I don't even watch too much TV. I do a lot of sports stuff here on AfterBuzz. I do a couple of shows, and just for the people watching, Steve is the reason why I'm at AfterBuzz because the first after show I ever watched was a Mr. Robot after show, and I was like, I want to do this because of Steve. Yep, I didn't know Steve. Well, if I'm, you're watching a few shows, Mr. Robot is a great yeah. one. Steve oh, Kaufman is such a major full, influence on full me. Full circle. Full circle. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got two minutes. Good, let's good get, job, Q. Let's good get into a segment I like to call Reckless Abandoned. Reckless Abandoned. Um, Meant. 
The re- reckless abandoned um, mm. words. Never. We're reckless do abandonment pre- of reason? We're going to do predictions. predictions. Um, do we think they halt the 5-9 hack and do they do it next week? Um, Not halt. Do they undo the 5-9 hack? Next week? Yes. No. There's two weeks left. No, not next week. Maybe, but not next week. My ultimate answer is no. I think Ellie is going to try, and then Mr. Robot's going to take over, and then we're just going to go down that rabbit hole again. Really? But you think Mr. Robot wants... I think Mr. Robot and Elliot are going to start being on the same side. I I do, too, but I don't think it's going to be to undo the hack. I think they're going to do another hack of some sort. Because there's no way they don't go after E-Corp again. There's just no way. And undoing the hack is kind of... What is that going to do? I think they undo the hack next week, and then they try and formulate a plan for two weeks where they actually go after the corporations that co-opted their So another hack that has something to do... Nothing to do with what they were doing before, I guess. Or uh, I, I don't think Elliot's going to try to go after E Corp anymore. I feel like he's learned in his lesson that, like, um, just like uh, what's his face, Irving said, like you can't, you kind of can't stop some things. Like as right. much as you try, you're just going to make it worse for everyone else. So he has to, if you really want to change things, you're going to have to figure out another way to do it. I think, I think if he were to try to go after E Corp, it would be regression because I feel like. He, there's no mm-hmm. point in doing that. Like that's not going to get you the solution you want. All right, okay. I'm just going to spew out my grand my grand prediction as it stands right now. Mm. Next week they go into the Sentinel, which is the FBI's thing, and get the encrypted hard drives from Romero, who is also the dad on This Is Us. They grab that. Love him. They, <laughs> yes, they grab that. They grab that, and then they undo the five nine hack. Okay. However, while that happens. E-Corp decides they are no longer accepting the U.S. dollar, crashing the U.S. dollar, and that making the prevalence of E-Coin the standard-bearing currency of the country. Episodes 9 and 10... Episodes 9 will be spent with F-Society trying to crash E-Coin, partly for co-opting the... um, Partly for co-opting their revolution and partly for a couple other reasons. Episode 10 will be all about how this was White Rose's plan to begin with. That White Rose wanted everyone on Bitcoin because Bitcoin needs computing and he White Rose has all the computing. Interesting. That's hmm. where I am. Okay. Well, where are you guys? I like um, what Phenomenal Classic said. What if the um, season ends with Elliot watching The Martian, which I could totally see. That. <laughs> um, so wait, so is next week the finale? Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Okay. episode nine. Um... Yeah, I feel like, uh, you know, this episode we saw Elliot kind of go back to his hacker ways, and we saw that a little bit in the beginning of this season when he was slowly taking down, like, big key members of E-Corp. So I feel like maybe he's going to figure out a way to, like, again, try to stop them, but not, like, from just, like, hacking them and taking them down completely, but just, like, you know, maybe, like, individually, like, the people, like, targeting certain Mm -hmm. folks um, and continue doing that. Um and then, oh, I lost my other frame of thought. But I do hope we see the kid Muhammad again, maybe. I want to see more Muhammad. We yeah. Because then it would confirm that he exists. Yeah. Right. And if you never see him again, then, of course, we would have but to. Of uh, course, we're all going to say he doesn't exist. Exactly. Never um, existed. <laughs> and he's from Trenton, so maybe they'll make a, which is mm-hmm. why Q was so cute. Um, <laughs> maybe they make even a trip to Trenton. I don't know. I'll buy that. Yeah. What do you got, Josh? I mean, I, I'm just going to stick with it. To what I said before. I think they're going to try to undo the 5-9. And then I don't, I think it's just gonna, something, something's going to flip. With Elliot, I think he's going to become Mr. Robot again. I think we're going to go down that rob- rabbit hole again where he's like, all right, I might have failed this time, but I'm going to try something new. And it might have to do with Ecoin mm-hmm. and Bitcoin. But it's, it's, there has to be some sort of mission mm-hmm. where he's hacking something or trying to destroy Ecorp. I can't see him like undoing the hack and then that's it. 
Yeah. So yeah, I mean, he's I, gonna... and uh, in what form? I have no idea. Well, because but... even if they undo the hack, like a lot of damage is already done. Unless yeah. you're actually doing the whole time travel, different simulations, yeah. you're not going to fully undo it. Um, so. I don't know. And then maybe we'll, I don't know, maybe we'll see Tyrell being um, installed in some position by White Rose. Yeah. That's, I, that's, yeah. I feel like that's definitely happening. So quick question. They're all pardoned? <clears throat> like, they're pardoned for their crimes? Who are? Like, Elliot, Darlene, all of them. Um, for hacking. Yeah. I think. Because she was working with the FBI, and now that they, they have Trenton and Mobley, is, I don't think the case, is the case, is the case solved? It, they made it seem like at the end of the other episode when uh, Dom was, like, looking at the whiteboard, she's like, wow, you're really going to get away with this. Like, it kind of seemed like they... Close the case. And the they close they- the case. That doesn't. They close the case, and I don't think you have to be charged with a. You have to be successfully charged and um, indicted of a crime to be pardoned. I think yeah. they're no longer going to go after Elliot or Darlene. Okay, that's okay. That's or any of the yeah. other people on that board that aren't Trenton or Mobley who are already dead. Got it. And Tyrell who was exonerated. So they're off the hook. Yeah. Okay. Got it. They're off the hook. Like there's not. Those two aren't going to be on the run. Okay. Speaking of on the run, we do got to run. All right. <laughs> Starting with Josh, where can the people find you? Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Josh Rodriguez. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore. It has been a pleasure. I hope to see you guys soon. Yeah, and I am Leslie. You can catch me at Leslita Face because I am Leslie and this is my face on Instagram <laughs> and Twitter. And then hopefully next week we'll have JC back, right? I believe we're going to have JC back. He's out of town back. this week. Yes. And I'm Steve Kaufman. As always, you can find me on Twitter almost exclusively at Steve Kaufman. That is K-A-U-F. MNN. You can also go to thesoberyear.com. That's a blog I'm doing about sobriety. Until next week, we will be talking about Mr. Robot, and goodbye, sir. Mr. Robot. Bye, guys. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.